0: This episode is sponsored by the Mighty Mighty Iron Galaxy. We make lots of games, you might even like a few. Follow us on Twitter at I to the G.
1: Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone
2: about?
0: Hi everyone, my name is Eric Arnell and this is part two of the Neuralogs Presents Your Stories June 2015 podcast, featuring the theme Sound Idea to complement our special guest for the month, the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Uh, you've heard a lot about the co-op if you listen to this show. They're pretty much the coolest game in town, and you should support the hell out of them. Uh, this episode, we've got fellow podcasters Sean Kelly from Improvised Star Trek, Clint Worthington from Alka Hollywood, Max Temkin from Rewatch, and Elizabeth Cambridge from Random Conversations, as well as comedian and old friend of the show Charlie Madsen, and celebrated author and storyteller James Gordon. Plus, our friend Jim Snedeker joins myself, Dwight Hassler, and Claire Friedman on guitar again for a couple sweet tunes. Uh, so we, before we get to the show, I've got a couple big things to plug this week. First, the Nerdalogs are currently exactly in the middle of our first Kickstarter campaign... Uh, we spent the last year or so making a thing called Fisticuffs, which is a free-for-brawl card game set in the world of 1920s pugilism, but on an airship, of course. Uh, we're all really proud of it, and the campaign is going pretty well. Uh, we're currently at about 45% of our goal, which is solid for being at the halfway point uh, calendar-wise, but you could help take us further. It'd be super sweet if we got to uh, 50% of our goal today, and guys, you could help us do that. So find the link to the Kickstarter on our Facebook page or on our website which, as you know by now, is www.nerdologues.com. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, kick in some bones. It is literally just $20 to get the game delivered to your house, and we think you will really like it. Uh, Next thing, we're recording our next Your Stories episode this week, and we're doing something kind of special for it. Uh, For the first time in ever, we're taking our Sunday show to the middle of the week. This Wednesday, in collaboration with the Chicago Design Museum, we're presenting a special year story celebrating Design Week in Chicago. Uh, There are a bunch of really great speakers lined up for the event, and we expect to have a full house uh, in the audience, so we're actually selling tickets for this one. Uh, Those are available now through our website and the Facebook event for $10, and proceeds go to the Design Museum, which is a truly worthy nonprofit. Uh, For those of you who like our free Sunday shows, don't worry, those will be back next month. Otherwise, uh, just keep checking out the Nerlogs podcast and really all the podcasts under the Chicago Podcast Co-op banner. And don't forget to support Iron Galaxy Games, our sponsors for the episode, because they are awesome. Alright, enjoy the show! Yeah, so, uh, we do have a bunch of guests from the Chicago Podcast Co-op tonight and a lot of podcasters in the audience. So, Claire decided that the theme tonight should be Sound Idea. So that is what's going to inspire all the stories and songs that you hear tonight. Uh, We always start with a few songs that kind of fit the theme. And uh, my idea for what fit the theme is songs off concept albums. Because, see, someone had an idea and then they made an album around it. You you guys get it. It makes perfect sense. Uh, So... We have a lot of musicians on stage tonight. This is uh, this is Jim Seneca. I don't know if you guys have seen Jim before. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> really good
5: guitar player. Real with. deal. Real deal. Great. Uh, I want to say great. he's not
0: officially part of the Chicago podcast co, but no, he I'm does not. co-host I'm a podcast right. called Sad Clown Radio with Dale Zawada, who's yeah. a good friend and comedian uh, and screenwriter and screenwriter. That's yeah. right. What was the um, uh, what a was big love story? It was, was th-
2: called Worth the Wait. Yeah, and then they changed it to a big love story because A gets it higher on the list. When you're searching for movies
4: oh, That's interesting True story
0: It, it won some awards and so I don't know It's a fun podcast And uh, y'all should listen to it The so- award
4: No the podcast doesn't won awards nope. Don't mislead people His movie won awards Yes uh,
0: anyway, so Jim is also a really great guitar player And he's going to help us out with some of these tunes tonight And uh, I'm going to throw this to you guys See if you can identify the album that we're going to play a, a song off of Because I'm a music nerd And I want to know if any of you guys are too So I'm going to give you the concept And let's see if you can tell me the album I will say this one is the most difficult I learned this uh researching concept albums for the show The concept is uh, The album is about the last primates To survive the apocalypse yeah, this is really tough. The answer is Demon Days by the Gorillas. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah.
2: Just, you know what? I'm just gonna, we'll set
0: it like So there. anyway, It'll work. this song is called Feel Good Ink. Oh, that's right. It did start
5: right. <laughs> Feel Good
1: And then shaking her wrist with the yeah, other no, That's my <laughs> technique. Is re- I was like, just do it really gently with one arm. And I was like, no, no, no. Both hands, both <laughs> legs to stabilize. And <laughs> just the whole time ignoring everything and just counting in my head. <laughs> so much focus. Thank you. I had the hardest job. <laughs> All
0: right, guys. So we have a bunch of awesome storytellers tonight, a lot of whom are from the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Before we get to that, I want to talk about something possibly more important, which is beer... Uh, I really want to thank Sweetwater for donating the drinks that you probably already <laughs> <able to laughs> So, see out them, cause that's really fucking cool. And uh, yeah, Thanks guys. You're, you're great. So our first storyteller tonight, Alvin, I the cooler. It's like, oh, that beer's free? Alright, let <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a little it's like so an applause you. break, but for drinking. <laughs> anyway, our next storyteller is from a group that the Nerdologs like to call our comedy uh, Are we the boyfriend or the girlfriend? I don't I don't know how this <laughs> We're the girlfriend. We're the girlfriend, so this yay, is from our comedy yay. boyfriend improvised Star Trek, yay. John Kelly. Woo.
1: A little while ago, I was like, oh, the neurologs are our comedy, uh, our comedy girlfriend. Uh, so when I was thinking about the concept of sound ideas, uh, I'm an improviser, uh, with Improvised Star Trek, uh, but I'm also a writer, uh, I work, I'm, uh, technically my job title is content marketing writer, which is kind of a bullshitty way of just saying I write long things for companies. Uh, but I was thinking about phrases and phrasing, and in addition to all that other stuff, uh I'm also really into fitness. Uh I do CrossFit and I've been doing a lot more powerlifting lately. And so I follow a lot of fitness blogs and like fitness personalities, and fitness people love inspirational content, and they're constantly posting like like inspirational phrases. Uh but a lot of them are like really awful and douchey. Uh, and and so a couple years ago I wrote this thing on my blog. Uh, my personal blog uh, about a phrase uh, that really irritates me, uh, and it's gotten a ton of views. Uh, if you Google this phrase, it shows up on the first per- uh, page of the Google search, and it's also gotten so many negative comments. Like, I haven't gotten so many physical threats since I was in grade school, uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna read that piece that I wrote about two years ago now. Uh, so I'd like to take a moment to dissect a phrase. That pops up in my Facebook, Tumblr, and Pinterest, uh, MySpace feeds quite a bit that kind of bothers me. Uh, and that phrase is a tiger, or sometimes a wolf or a lion, doesn't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Uh,. <laughs> 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 Uh, and here are some points, in no particular order, explaining why uh, the reasons why this phrase cheeses my grits. Uh, so first, uh, tigers and lions uh, don't really eat that many sheep. And I, I did some I, I, I did some research and looked this up. Uh, they tend to eat wild animals like deer and boar. Uh, sometimes they'll hunt and kill baby elephants. Uh, and once in a while, they'll hunt and kill domesticated animals. But where they live, for the most part There really aren't that many sheep So, of course they aren't going to lose sleep Over the opinions of sheep Because for the most part, they probably don't even know what a sheep is (laughs) (laughs) Saying a tiger or lion Doesn't lose sleep over the opinion of sheep Is like saying a whale doesn't lose lose sleep Over the opinion of a unicorn (laughs) Uh, I mean, and number two uh, do tigers even get insomnia? Like, are they genetically able to lose sleep over an opinion? Uh, number three, uh, and here's uh, my big problem. The central meaning of the phrase is basically that powerful, confident people shouldn't stay awake at night worrying about the opinions of other people. Specifically, they, the human predator... Should not let the opinions of people who are beneath them, sheeple, uh, I just barfed in my mouth after saying that, uh, cause them concern. Basically, the phrase implies, I am a superior human, and I don't care what you peasants think about me. Uh, isn't that just a little gross? Uh, the idea that anyone would think, I am a superior human. The things I do and think place me over other people, and therefore I should not concern myself with those people's opinions. I mean, what gives someone the right to think that they are above someone else? Uh, because you make more money than other people Or because you think you work harder Than other people Or because you think you're more creative than them uh, And how do you know that you work harder Or are smarter or whatever Like did you see a chart somewhere That shows that empirically you're better than other humans <laughs> Is there a universal ranking Of all humans somewhere That tells us where we stand On the food chain of humanity And can I see it so I can make judgments About the methodology that they use in a <laughs> That ranking <laughs> Uh, so as a sub-thing that I take issue with uh, Maybe you shouldn't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep But it's generally a bad idea to banish all knowledge of those opinions from your mind uh, Knowing what other people or what sheep are thinking of, uh, thinking about Gives you knowledge that helps you make better, more informed decisions Like maybe as a tiger you should spend some time in sheep chat rooms Or read a sheep magazine uh, Like sheep like sheeple magazine Uh... <laughs> Make some spreadsheets and charts to detail what kinds of things sheep are thinking. And then when you've really gotten to know some sheep, you can make a better decision about how to approach them, hunt them, and kill them. Uh, look, I get it. The core of the phrase, what it should say, is it's not healthy to stress out about other people's opinions and just be yourself. But the wording of that is kind of boring. Uh, and so talking about tigers and like what they think they might want to eat someday is more dramatic. Saying stuff like that, though, like, that kind of stuff that implies that, like, you're a predator, and I'm a prey, and you don't give a shit about what I think, that doesn't make you seem cool. Uh, it just kind of makes you seem like an asshole. Uh, and if that's the—and that's what you think, well, uh, like, I'm not going to lose any sleep over what you think. Uh, thanks. I-, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, look out for my follow-up piece, uh, why being a lone wolf is actually terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want it on the record that improvised Star Trek are very kind comedy boyfriends to the nerdalogs. We have a very healthy relationship. There's like a good Venn diagram, like a little bit of overlap, but we both do our own things, and then we come back just energized and refreshed, and it just feels really good, guys. Also, for, this is for real. Sean is one of my favorite people on Twitter. Sean, what's your handle?
1: Uh, Sean of Kelly, uh, and that's spelled S-E-A-N-O-F-K-E-L-L-E-Y.
0: Yeah, follow Sean. We talk a lot about stuff that you guys probably don't care about, but
1: like Grant Morrison comics.
0: Yeah, you guys like Grant Morrison comics? Cool. Uh, guys, is Clint Worthington here? That's me. Hey, Clint from the Woo-hoo! Alka Hollywood podcast. Why don't you come on up?
5: Here I am. Oh man!
4: Hi, everybody. I didn't know I could bring papers here. This is kind of nerve wracking. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, you know that phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? <laughs> Wait for it. Uh, what In my experience, what happens in Vegas follows you home and cripples you for three months, all in the name of podcasting. Let me backtrack. Uh, a couple of years ago, my co-host, uh, Jared, and I of Alka Hollywood, uh we got nominated for a podcast award, like a People's Choice podcast award, that kind of... Bullshit viewers' choice thing um, for like best food and drink podcast. And you know, feeling our first hint of notoriety, we decided let's go for it. Let's let's uh, buy a ticket, go to Vegas, and go, go get put up at the Rio where the convention's happening, and spend all this money. Um, so the night of the podcast awards themselves, it's fun. You know, Leo Laporte, Leo Laporte's there. We get to talk to a bunch of like professional podcasting people who like. Actually make money doing this And I don't know how um, And all But the best part is the open bar Which will play a, a tangential part In this evening um, I don't know if you know, guys know this uh, But combining alcohol and caffeine is terrible For, for one very specific reason uh, Alcohol impairs your judgment And caffeine uh, amps you up So you don't realize how drunk you get So <laughs> So basically, long story short, Jared and I sort of part ways to go on our respective adventures, and uh, I end up sort of following the beerists, who are the with this wonderful podcast out of Boston, who ended up winning the food and drink category, because guess what? Their podcast is actually about food and drink. Uh, they deserved it. Check them out. Uh, but we end up going to a bar called the Freakin' Frog in Vegas, which uh, is home to the Whiskey Attic, which... Uh, I'm told is the biggest repository of whiskey bottles, like the biggest whiskey museum in the country if not the world. So we go there to check it out. And just to paint a visual picture, the whiskey attic is at the is at the top of a very steep uh banisterless flight of stairs. Remember that. <laughs> so we go up, we go up, you know, we check out all the bottles. It's fun, it's it's fun this wall to wall amazing like amazingly shaped bottles of all kind of different vintages from all these countries all, all over the world. Um but on the way down, uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm innumerable Jack and Cokes in, so I don't know if I skipped a step or stepped on something weird. But my <laughs> left foot basically does a 160 degree twist toward my right foot. And I sort of tumble end over end down the rest of this steep staircase. Uh, and so, cut to a few minutes later, the last time, I, the, the next thing I remember, I'm kind of in a cab on the way back to the hotel. Uh, my ankle hurts. And the and the cab driver asks me, do you want to go to the hospital? And uh, I, sort of fighting back, embarrassed tears, like, uh, no. And here are three reasons why. A, I don't have insurance. B, uh, I'm too drunk to not think that that's a good idea. And and C, I have a damn podcast to do in the morning. Damn it. And I have a plane to catch in the afternoon. So we pull up to the Rio. I get out. And basically, it, I can't put any weight on my foot. So, uh, with what follows is this Herculean effort to get back to my to my room. It's an adventure, guys. Uh, no one, as far as I know, no one ever noticed me or like offered help or anything. So, just imagine me, you know, a twenty five year old kid. I don't even I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I I'm dressed in like this green this gray three piece suit because I think I'm gonna be fancy that night. Um, hopping on one foot, Aww. passing through slot machine to slot machine. <laughs> Uh, across the first floor casino of the Rio, no one notices me, no one helps me. Each step is a small victory. I make it to the elevator, I make it up, up to my floor, I make it up to my room. Jared is asleep, He has he's tuckered out for the night, it's like two in the morning. Uh, and so I'm like,
6: I'm not going to bother him.
4: I'm not going to bother him, I'm just going to go to bed and hope this all goes away. <laughs> Cut to the next morning, uh, I wake up, and my foot obviously kills but luckily I have still have the makeshift like ice bag that my bartender at the freaking frog had made for me so I'm holding onto it like a security blanket and I have it there I'm having elevated. elevated at this point I could have easily woken up Jared and be like hey I need some help but I'm too polite so I'm just like you know I'm going to let him sleep so for two hours I just kind of like hang out there in my bed I watch The Hobbit to add uh, figurative uh, insult to literal injuries (laughs) Uh, And eventually he wakes up, and I just, I can't, I I don't know, I'm just not, I'm not good with confrontation. It's not even confrontation, I'm not good at asking for help. So I'm just like, hey, uh, Jared, uh, so, so here's the thing. Could I get some aspirin, uh, some bandages, like some gauze, and, I don't know, a wheelchair? Uh, And he's like, Jesus Christ, dude, why didn't you wake me up? And I'm like, I'm just, I don't know, I just thought I could handle it. So he goes down, he gets me the one... Uh, wheelchair that is in the Rio that's like rented out from a hospital. It has like a, a sign from the hospital to like, <laughs> to, to, to hammer home, like, this person is, is sick. So I, uh, you know, we get it and we have to like go to like the podcast convention center to do our live podcast that we've scheduled with like a special guest. And, uh, the best part of the whole, the whole day was, uh, Jared, my co-host, who is now my servant at this point, mm-hmm. uh, wheeling me down the hall to the convention center. Uh, and along the way, I'm passing all of the different people that I hung out with the previous night, oh. seeing me in this wheelchair, <laughs> and just I, either looks of curiosity, humor, or horror pass through their face. Uh, and just, I think during that during that whole gauntlet, it sort of hammered home to me that, but, you know, I felt a little pathetic, but in, in another very real way, I felt like a hero. <laughs> Uh, and before I go, I want to leave you with one passing thought that if you haven't experienced this, it's, it's joyful. On the plane ride back, if you're in a wheelchair, you get on the plane first. <laughs>
0: Again, yeah, no, of the Alka Hollywood podcast, they watch movies and talk about and them. Get and get drunk to them. And get drunk to them. And you make a cocktail based on the movie, correct? Indeed. Yes.
4: That's Jared's job. My job is to get drunk and fall downstairs.
0: Seems like a great job. Uh, yes. So all the podcast speakers you're seeing tonight are part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op, which is an awesome thing we'll talk about a little throughout the night. But basically, it's this wonderful thing that Max at Cards and, and Claire, who you just saw, helped set up to get us paid to do things we do for free anyway. And it's, it's pretty cool. So uh, if you are looking for new shows to listen to, might I recommend literally every show on the network, because uh, that only helps us. Uh, also, I'm told there's advertisers in the audience tonight, so guys, no pressure, but if we have a bad show, we lose all that sweet money. So, uh, it's all on you to not suck tonight. Uh, our next speaker is not part of the Chicago Podcast co-op, though. He is an old friend of the Nerdlogs. He's the Your Stories All-Star, and I'm super happy to have him back. This is Charlie Matson. Yes!
2: Oh, this? Yeah. yeah, I took off my Blackhawks jersey to support my f- other favorite team.
6: You guys are second. You're not
2: there. For the listener, I'm wearing a Nerdlogs shirt. <clears throat> so, uh, on May 2nd, 2007, I graduated with a BA in theater from the University of Alaska Anchorage. <laughs> A worthless degree in the middle of nowhere. I had $800 to my name, and my goal the rest of that summer was save up enough money to come to Chicago and to take classes at the Second City Training Center, a prestigious university of continued graduate education, as we all know. But that is a different my story for a different Sunday. My resume at the time... Cause I was seeking employment, was blockbuster employee, <laughs> stage carpenter, resident advisor, maintenance man, and college mailman. My prospects were slim, and I was offered employment by the Chamber of Commerce in my hometown of Kodiak, Alaska. Uh, as the van driver slash overseer of Teenage Trash Patrol (laughs) as they picked up the litter uh, in my hometown. It was the best job I could find. And then one night uh, in May at 3 in the morning, I was on a 24-hour bender with an Alaskan folk rock band. (laughs) Like you do. And a woman approached me. Uh, her name was Ellen, and I vaguely remembered her back in the day when I was slinging VHSs. And Ellen was now the new general manager of my hometown's local radio station, KVOK AM, KRXX FM a station that I personally worshipped and have dozens of cassette tapes that I recorded songs off of the radio uh, when they were playing Good Times and Great Oldies before the format changed over to Country Western. (laughs) And Ellen apparently liked my aura and my presence back when I was at Blockbuster. And she thought I would make a good account executive. I was going from $800 to be being called an executive. (laughs) which sounded great when you're 22. And so naturally I said yes, and I quit the garbage nonsense because my dad always said that uh, no one will ever blame you for taking a better job. And instead of moving to Chicago, I spent the next two years of my life learning the trade of the airwaves. I was a salesman who would convince people to spend money they don't have on something they didn't need that sometimes worked. And I learned to write, I learned to voice edit and produce and run advertising. I know for a fact that what I wrote today is six and a half minutes long. Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Here's an example. Too busy or just too tired to cook tonight? Go down to Big Al's Pizzeria inside Cost Savers and pick up a large two-topping pizza for only $12.99. Take and bake. Just call 486 Cost Savers, Big Al's Pizzeria, and the Liquor Cabinet. Located at 2161 Mill Bay Road. In addition to that, I got to fly around the state calling high school girls basketball games, and which were really good, by the way. 22 to 25 was the final score more often than not. Uh And my personal favorite is that I got my own talk show. This is back in 2007, before everyone had a podcast. Uh, I had a hometown podcast. And it was a show that I called Detached. And I got to play whatever songs I wanted. I hosted trivia. I interviewed state senators. um, I did a live broadcast from the state fair. I made up my own Christmas special that was all pre-recorded. And I warned us of the growing threat that was Sarah Palin. (laughs) I couldn't stop her. I could just only hope to contain (laughs) her. I think we're all okay now. But in those two years, I got to find out what kind of adult I was capable of being. And it afforded me the chance to comfortably move to Chicago with only a suitcase and nothing else. I had no friends, no apartment, no job prospects. Just the suitcase. And it allowed me to be somewhat of a professional person. And I eventually worked at the Chicago Tribune, and now I am employed by the I.O. Theater. Um, And I am still alive and in front of you today, so it helped do a lot of that. (laughs) And in May 2007, I had no idea that I could do any of this. And uh, I would say that it was blind luck, or I would say that the universe gifted it to me, But if I'm truthful, which I hope I am, uh, if it weren't for Ellen Simeonov's sound idea, I would not be here. And you can get a degree and you can have dreams and you can work hard, but sometimes the biggest break in your life is finding someone who believes in you and allows you to be the best possible version of ourselves. And I know that everybody in here has at least one person in their life that believed in them and opened up a thousand doors they never thought were possible. And I was very lucky to have that, and so I want to take this time to say thank you to Alan. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Charlie.
0: If you ever listen to the podcast, um, you're going to know that voice. Charlie is one of four or five speakers who provided us with our wonderful introduction at the top of the episode. Uh, so thank you for that, Charlie. It's really great. All right, guys, we're going to go back to some podcast guests. You might know this guy. In addition to co-hosting the uh, Rewatch podcast where they tackle an episode of Lost every week, he is the co-creator of Cards Against Humanity, which is the reason that we have this sweet theater space. This is Max Temkin.
7: Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, my name is Max. I am, uh, as Eric said, I'm a co-creator of Cards Against Humanity, um, and uh, I helped make the podcast co-op. Uh, so I thought I would tell a couple of short stories about uh, some of Cards Against Humanity's uh, experiences um, becoming a podcast advertiser, and we had sort of a weird um, we had sort of a weird route to this. So uh, I've been listening to podcasts like since they were brand new, when it was just a thing where you could like manually download episodes of NPR podcasts and put them on your iPod. You just like drag the MP3s onto your iPod and like set the artist to like This American Life, so you could listen to them all in order. Um, and, uh, we stayed with podcasts like as like WTF uh, with Mark Marin came on the scene that, that opened a lot of stuff up in, uh, the kind of the comedy world. Um, and, uh, around 2012, 2013, uh, Cards Against Humanity like started to actually make money. Uh, and we had like made a company at that point point. and we had sort of committed to this idea of Cards Against Humanity that we never wanted to do any deals. We never wanted to do any sales. We never wanted to do any, uh, advertising or anything that was like intrusive or obnoxious, um, but we were really drawn to this idea of podcasts as a really democratic uh, medium where all these cool people could make whatever they want and connect to an audience. And we started thinking about ways that we could support this kind of art that we really liked uh, in a way that felt really authentic for our game. And all, in doing so, we like actually learned a lot about uh, the medium of podcasting. Um. So we wanted to do we, as we were sort of thinking about this, we wanted to do something that was really short that wouldn't interrupt the flow of the episode. Because the worst part of an episode is like uh, when they ha- when there's like thirty podcast ads and you- they're not thirty seconds, so you can't use the thirty second skip button on the player to. Yeah. Something. Um, so we wanted to do something really short and unobtrusive, something that people wouldn't want to skip. And we came up with this idea for like the non advertising uh, advertisement. Uh, this is an example that ran on the podcast Comedy Bang Bang. This
3: episode. Of- Sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show. <laughs> um,
7: so we got that was that was like our first successful ad. We started getting uh like cool comments on Twitter about it. And it was a really clever ad because it's like a not it's like a non-ad ad. It's like an ad that uh shows that we like the medium of podcasting, we like the show and uh that we're supporting it, but not in a way that's um, obnoxious. Or at least it's like self-aware of its um, obnoxiousness. Uh so we did that. We did those ads for a long time and then we started we also developed like relationships with podcast hosts who turn out to be uh incredibly cool and funny people. Um, and sort of the next evolution of this was we would take podcasts that we really listened to and really liked, and where we had a relationship um, with, the adverti- uh, with the podcaster, with the podcaster. We would do an ad that fit something special about the podcast that showed that we were we were sort of part of the community of that podcast. So this is one we did with uh, for a new her- uh, podcast by Mike Hurley and Jason Snell. It's a tech podcast they do together called Upgrade. We're
4: having some variety out there, I think is nice. Yeah, perhaps. Right. So should we take a break?
3: Let's do it. Um, so I'm very excited to say this episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. In lieu of an ad, Cards Against Humanity have requested that I read the following words to you. Rubbish.
8: Aluminium. Strawberry. Schedule. Garage.
3: Mobile. <laughs> and advertisement. <laughs>
4: I, you surprised me because you didn't say advertisement. You didn't say strawberry.
7: Yeah, so I'm going to pause this one for a second. So what you see happening is like we pay. So normally you pay for like a 30-second ad spot. And we've now used the 30-second ad spot and the read is over. These are two hosts of the podcast who are just now choosing with their own time to talk about the ad that just ran. They're trying
4: to catch your Britishisms. Yeah, I think
3: they got them. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do want to say about causing it
7: just Not part of the ad. Is that I love them very
3: much I of everything that they do. So please go to com. check out what they do, and buy everything. Thank you so much to Cars Against Humanity for sponsoring this week's episode of Upgrade and for supporting FM. Yay. I lied. And they
7: go through and talk about the whole list of words. So that was sort of, that one was a big um, revelation for us. And we've continued working with Mike, too, to do, like we're still doing uh, podcasts, especially... Um, for these new shows that he's launching. So he just um, sort of retooled a show called Inquisitive where he interviews someone every week about their favorite album. So we're doing uh, this series of ads. Let
3: me thank our final sponsor for this week's episode of Inquisitive, and that is Cards Against Humanity. They think the funniest thing in the world is playing the first few seconds of a 90s pop song and then stopping it abruptly, like this.
6: Well,
7: thanks. Uh, so one of the uh, so and that was that was like a huge lesson for us was just like trying to bake in those little jokes and have this really fun back and forth and contribute to like the culture of the show. So one of the other really tough ones we wanted to sponsor was a podcast we love called Roderick on the Line. Uh, it's a pretty it's kind of a curious podcast. it's a weekly. Uh, call between Merlin Mann, who's sort of a internet personality and, uh, um, um just a, an interesting guy, and John Roderick, who's a musician. And they just have these great conversations. It's a podcast that shouldn't work because it's like two white dudes just talking for an indiscriminate period of time, but it really does work. It's great. Uh, and they have this recurring bit where at the top of the podcast, uh, John Roderick sings a little like Merlin Mann jingle, and Merlin's not a musician, so he has nothing to, to, Say back to that So here's how that A lot of their episodes Open with that Sort of bit
3: Hello Hi John Hi Merlin How's it going? Pretty good Merlin man You know what? It's been, it's been a long time You ready? I'm gonna give it to you Good You ready? Sure
7: John <laughs> So We commissioned uh, a series of jingles for Merlin to use to like greet John uh, (laughs) back. And these sort of started evolving over time. So we worked with a bunch of different uh, sort of just nerd musicians we're friends with. So here's Molly Lewis. The double clicks. (laughs)
6: <laughs> um,
7: here's Paul and Storm <laughs> uh, And that they actually had so much fun doing that They did another one for next month Which is... Uh, uh, un- unheard as of this moment, but I will play it for you guys. <laughs>
6: um,
7: and it's, these ads have also led to these great moments on the show, where it's some of the only times. Uh, uh, if you listen to Roderick on the line, like they, they don't talk about the pod. It's not a self aware podcast if they're not talking about the podcast on the podcast. Uh, and it's been some of the only times that they've like become self-referential, talking about how much they like these things. So here's this one more. This
3: episode of Robert the is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. This month, they asked Marion Call to help me say hi to John. Hello, hi John. Hi Merlin. How's it going? It's Roderick, Roderick, Roderick time, John Roderick time. Wow, what a good theme. That's a cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a cover of... So Is that um,
6: something
3: pepper? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's Marion Call. Hi, Marion Call, and she does the... Uh, <laughs> I'm getting inside the looking glass here. That's the uh, segment. She, she greets you this week with that. You don't know right. that yet, because this episode doesn't exist yet. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear it again? Yeah, do it again. I can't do the harmonies. It's Roderick, Roderick, Roderick time, John Roderick time. Wow! It's five seconds long. Very right. Call. Call. We've had some good ones. I didn't know this the program, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, one of our sponsors uh, commissioned someone to, to reach you on the episodes. <laughs> uh, this is a show you do with me. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, so I'll do two more really quickly. So this one was one from um, a podcast called Accidental Tech Podcast, ATP. It's one of the big uh, like tech podcasts, and one of the hosts of the podcast. Is a guy that we're really big fans of. He's uh, John Syracusa, and he's kind of, he does, he does these amazing, um, sort of like, uh, 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 exacting uh, uh, breakdowns of like all the problems of, of everything in technology. Um, and there was a joke on his previous podcast that he could find uh, problems with a toaster and do a whole episode with that. So, of course, he did a whole episode about the industrial design of toasters and ripped them apart, and it was, it was great fun. And it's sort of become uh, a running joke that, that he did a whole episode about toasters. So we wanted to sponsor uh, XML Tech Podcast and I came up with this idea that every month we would send John Syracuse a toaster and he would review the toaster oh. and do the <laughs> weekly toaster review and that would be our ad. Uh, and they actually want—they said no, they said John will never do that. And we actually have, they sent us this great audio clip of uh, after a show one day uh, they pitched that to John. They were like, I know you said no to... Uh, I mean, we, we're pretty sure you would say no to this, but here's an idea from Cards. Would you do it? And he's like, yeah, I'd do that. That'd be funny. And uh, this is this is how that came out.
3: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. Now, they didn't want us to read a typical sponsor ad. What they did instead uh, was send John a toaster. <laughs>
4: this is really epic.
3: I can't believe it. <laughs> so John... They All they wanted to do for this ad read was for you to review this toaster compared to your, your you know, the toaster.
2: Well, oh, hold on, hold
4: on. Can we set the stage here since this is the first one? Uh, what What is the toaster and, how, and what is the particular reviewed toaster? There's already
3: not enough time for me to review this toaster. not too much into context, so I think I... I Save for the after show. I will talk more about this toaster. The context is that I did a podcast a while ago for Hypercritical. One episode, I talked about my difficulty finding a cup toaster that I found satisfying in response to that episode. uh, A bunch of nice people got me as a sort of joke gift at WWDC a fancy toaster that I probably would not have bought myself. Um, And that's the one I'm using right now. That's the context of it. That's why that's why it's funny too parently sending me toasters. <laughs> so I have received a toaster. Uh, it
7: is the Black &
3: Decker uh, T capital O <laughs> 1303 SV. I just want to know who right? no, the model will The model number has both a capital O and a zero. Right? <laughs> um, this is a that's- more basic. Four slice toaster, and by the way,
7: these are all toaster ovens. Please do not say anything about I should get a slot toaster. I know so This goes on for like 15 minutes, which has got to be the longest podcast ad in the history of podcasts. And we've been doing this for a few months, and they've gotten, like, we get like, these great Twitter comments. Uh, and someone actually composed a John Syracuse a toaster review theme song that runs ahead of the ads now.
3: Our one this week is Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yes. Syracuse are talking
5: about
7: toasters.
3: toasters. (laughs) 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 So, John, what is the toaster oven of the week? Well, this week we have the Proctor (laughs) Silex.
7: Uh, it never, uh, it never. St- I, it's a great podcast uh, outside of our ads, but uh, really good with them. Um, but uh, so basically, uh, I'll I'll finish this up um, with with one more. But and also just by saying, like, I think we learned a really cool uh, lesson just by playing around with this format and and going from like a like a like kind of a trick of like a non ad ad to something that was really silly, like making Mike Hurley say British words, to something that people um, actually like, like the toaster reviews. Um, by just learning like how, how much of podcasts and everything else in life is people just wanting to feel like they belong to something and they're part of this group. Um, and we've been very selective in the podcasts we choose and we try and pick the ones where we listen to it and we feel that affinity as listeners. Um, it's, just a really, it's a really powerful thing, um, not just for selling something to someone, but just for giving a, a good experience to someone and, and supporting uh, something that you like just to... to remember why people listen to it, which is they want to be part of that group and, and they they like the feeling of community that they get from that. Um, so, completely unrelated to that advice, uh, this is the greatest podcast ad we ever did. Uh, we got an ad from someone who sells, uh, at the, from our friend Lex at the Midworld who says, po- sells podcasts and he says, uh, Hi Max, hope all is well. Next week, Gilbert Gottfried has Billy West on his podcast and, and iTunes why? is featuring it all week. Would Cards Against Humanity be interested? Uh, and we took about 20 minutes to figure out what we wanted the ad to be, replied back to Lex and got it almost instantly, and here was that ad.
8: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against (laughs) Humanity. In Northern (laughs) and they asked me to loudly recite Bill Pullman's speech (laughs) (laughs) from (laughs) India. Good morning, good morning! In less than an hour, an aircraft from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind! Mankind! That word should have new meaning for all of us today! We can be consumed by our any differences anymore. We will be united by our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for a right to live, to exist, and should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight! We're going to live on! We're going to survive! Today, we celebrate our Independence Day!
0: That Max is also one of the, the godfathers and patrons of this wonderful co-op, and uh, I also want to on the record that Scott Ackerman and Gilbert Gottfried are, have now been on your stories, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. Uh, coming up next to the stage, this is Mr. James Gordon. I don't
9: have a podcast. Sorry. Um. Uh, that's okay. I have a, if you like murder mysteries, I currently have written the number one book of murder mysteries in the UK, US, Japan, India, and it's number two in Australia, and I'll call it Warmest Winter. It's set here in Chicago, it's pretty intense, and what you do with a murder mystery, you just tell that and you don't tell shit else. (laughs) My brother is the most reasonable person I have ever met. Every idea, everything he says is measured and it makes sense. So when he said, Bro, I've answered a Craigslist ad for free cabinets, I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> it's my brother. He says, Hey, we have to go to Beverly. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, you watch too much of the news, you watch too much of the news, all of the South Side is not like the wild, wild west. Okay? <laughs> There's a certain section called Beverly, middle, upper middle class. It's rests between Ashland and Western great homes, so on and so forth. So he says, hey, we have to go to Oakley, 93rd and Oakley. I said, oh, cool, no problems. We go, we get our buddy Sandy. We figure, hey, we're going to go, drive, pick up the cabinets and get chicken and beer. I know that's stereotypical, but it's just what we like to do and eat. <laughs> it is. So we go, we get to the guy's house, and the guy pulls a surprise on us. He says, hey, man. I not only have cabinets, I have a refrigerator and I have a stove because I got brand new ones coming. And these were basically brand new. So I said, oh, man, we got to get a truck to bring this back. We'll come back for those tomorrow. We'll just get a U-Haul. No problem. We go back to my buddy Sandy's car. He goes to hit his alarm. Nothing. He hits it again. Nothing. Three more times, still nothing. Nothing. He says, man, I guess the battery ran down. I said, dude, what are you doing? Were you standing outside all night going? So the battery in the road doesn't run down like that. you usually one one again and you're done. Jackass. I said, okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Murray's. It's something else. It's O'Reilly's or something out, but it was still Murray's. So we're gonna walk down Western, Main Street, middle of the day. My phone rings. It's the girlfriend. We've only been seeing each other three weeks, so you know how it is when you're seeing someone in that first time, that first month. Everything is fucking wonderful. And her hello sounds like Celine Dion singing some sh- that she would do in Vegas. It's beautiful. caressing my ears and everything. She says, oh my God!" she chuckles and everything, every joke, even the worst ones, she's laughing at. And this is how our phone conversation is, so I lag behind my brother and my friend Sandy. They go into Murray's, nothing. They said, we gotta go to Radio Shack. It's only two more blocks up on 95th. No problem. We're still talking on the phone, the girlfriend and I. When all of a sudden I look and see my brother and Sandy up against a squad car. I stop in the middle of my conversation. I said, love, hold on a second, please. Just hold on. My brother, being cognizant, looks over at me and says, with his head. So I keep walking like I'm talking on the phone. But a voice says, Hey, my name's not Hey, so I don't stop. (laughs) Hey, you. Still, first and last name, not Hey, you. I don't stop. (laughs) Hey, you, stop. Still, none of those names match any of the names my mom gave me when I was born. I don't stop. I keep going until three squad cars, two detective cars, two Yukons, and a fucking helicopter (laughs) fly over top of us. They say, you, stop right there, guns. I'm still on the phone. I'm like, okay, sure, so on. They said, "What? Just hands up." So I put my phone. I'm still on the phone. phone's still on. Put my hands up. They're getting ready to search me. I said, "I invoke my right not to be searched." They say, "Fuck that." They search anyway. The one guy, he pulls. He's starting to pull down my jaw. I have a jogger suit, hood and pants on. He pulls down. I say, "Dude, stop, man. I don't know if that's your thing. It's not mine. Stop." He says, "Well, you people sag anyway; it shouldn't be a problem." So I said, "Cause I'm a bit greasy, and if you don't know what greasy means, I'm a bit of a smart aleck." So I said, "Motherfucker, do you see a belt? That's not sagging. He's a jogging pants. They're supposed to sag. It's something that they're tight. Stop." The detective who's in front of me says, "Hey, big guy, calm down." I said, "I'm calm. You guys seem to have a problem. What's all this for? What are you? Why are, are you stopping us?" He so said, "We'll ask the questions." The guy who was trying to fill me up. Calm. Trying to remain as calm as possible, but there are guns on me, drawn. I have no weapons, I have no drugs, I haven't done anything wrong. I can recollect.
8: <laughs> <laughs> not today, not that day.
9: <laughs> I might have done some shit and then it caught up with me, then fine, you got me. But no, <laughs> It happens. We've all done shit, right? Right? Everybody's done shit. They got away with it, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then some criminal minds, unsub type shit comes up. We knew it was you. No, that wasn't it. No. So I got my hands up and the guy says, Hey, he says, okay, put your hands down. You got an ID, I give my ID. They run that. I got nothing. I got nothing. No traffic tickets, nothing. He said, You know why you stopped it? you know why we stopped you? I said, Yeah, because we three guys black in a fluent neighborhood. <laughs> The guy who tried to fill me up. Says, "Well, at least you know why we stopped you, motherfucker." I
6: said,
9: oh. "I said, oh, at least you're honest." And so, so he says, "Oh, you're a bit of a smartass." I said, "Yeah, I got a master's in a bachelor's degree. I guess I am kind of smart, huh?"
6: So,
9: I said something else. I edited that part. I said something else. I edited that part. I said four, mm, and I didn't, I didn't want to repeat that shit. So um, they had us there. They kept us there for like twenty minutes, running us through checking on everything. Found nothing wrote us citations for disturbing the peace or some shit uh, something, it was something else when you're making, um, it's too many of us together it was three or more of us, we were mob action mob actions yeah. so the last person is in the Yukon, lady detective she says hey watch yourself from now on make sure you go where you're supposed to go and you won't have any more problems detective car is gone Police cars, helicopter went off. Yukon, lady handed us our citations, went on our way. We went to Radio Shack and picked up the battery for my buddy Sandy's remote. Got back to it, boop, boop. worked fine. We still went and got chicken and beer. <laughs> and I said to my brother, who I love dearly, who's my best friend in the world, the next time you say you want to answer a Craigslist ad, hmm. I'm not going. <laughs> Thank
5: you. <laughs> Welcome to your book, James. James,
0: what's that book? Longest Winter. Longest Winter. Warm- Warmest, Warmest Winter. Yeah. Get that shit, guys. All right. We got one more story from another podcaster here. This came personally recommended by Claire. She's like, you have to get this person on the show. Uh, one of her favorite podcasts, uh, Random Conversations. This is Elizabeth Cambridge.
10: Super nervous. All right. So this is, a uh, general, that idea that has kind of created a habit that's followed me for my entire life. So uh, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I developed this um, this habit, and I kind of developed a ritual around it, and I did it nightly. And so there are two instances that helped me perfect this kind of habit ritual thing. So... At night, when my parents would go to work and my younger brothers would go to sleep, um, I would crawl out of the bed. I'd go through the kitchen and, like, avoiding all the, like, the tiles, the creaky tiles, and I'd go down to the basement, and uh, I'd watch porn. <laughs> Lots of porn, like, all kinds of porn. I wanted to see, like, everything. I wanted to see, like, things going into each other. Like, I wanted to see everything. And this was like... My favorite thing to do almost every night. Okay? Like, this is my thing. And so, there were two times that helped me kind of perfect this this habit. One time, um, you know how, well, I was in the basement and um, kind of putting in any, all kinds of stuff, anything to get me back what I want to see. And so, you know, when you're in the basement, you can still see like um, the sidewalk or the driveway. Saw the, I saw some feet and it was my brother, it was my older brother and he's long and he's tall and he has these big feet and he takes these giant like steps and so I saw him and at that time it's like 1999, there was like a bunch of pop-ups so I'm like trying to like click off of all this freaking pop-ups but I can't and before I know it he's at the door and then he's all the way coming down the stairs and he's at the door and so I just unplug the computer <laughs> and uh, I have it in my hand he's like and I'm like, this stupid computer, it's so slow, I don't know, I don't know, like, so dumb. And he's like, okay. Um, and the second instance, I was downstairs playing yeah. with my brothers, um, we replaying my young, younger brothers, and my dad comes in, and he goes, um, who's been on P-U-S-S-Y dot com? And A-S-S dot who's been on these sites? And my younger brothers are like, I don't know, and I'm like, oh. And I said, no, I don't know And at that time, I didn't know anything about cookies I thought like you could just like Backspace it and it'll just go away It didn't work um, So for about a week My dad questions us um, So I think he thought it was kind of funny Like so nobody knows No one knows who put those sites in Nobody knows But like he would question us on the, way to, on the way to school Picking us up from school and this went on for so long that, um, and at one point my mother did look me in the eye and said, Beth, that wasn't you, right? You didn't do that, right? And I said, no. Nope. Ah, okay. uh, so this went on. And so one Sunday, I felt bad, and I went to my mom's room, and I said, um, it was me. But I didn't know. I didn't know what I was. I was just curious, and I heard some things from school, and I... That was bullshit. Like, I knew. I knew what I wanted to see. But I was like, I don't know. I was curious. I don't know. And so my dad kind of laughed it off and went, okay, do you have any questions? Is there anything you want to talk about? But my mother um, went crazy. You're a liar. And you're a pervert. I have a pervert living in my house. Oh, my God. You lied to me. You liar. Oh, my God. It's so disgusting. And she blew up. And so... My parents had a, you know, conversation and I could hear them over talking and I was in my room and, uh, my mother came to me and we had a long talk about a lot of things and she said, look, Beth, just don't lie to me again, okay? Just, just don't lie to me again. I said, okay, mom, I'm sorry. And I actually survived that whole day and I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm (laughs) still alive. Oh my God. Oh, so I learned my lesson, but, um, so later that night, When my parents had gone to work, and and my younger brothers had gone to sleep, I crept out of bed, went through the kitchen, avoided the the cracks in the tiles, and I went downstairs, and I watched
0: porn. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth. Guys, we all have some new website URLs that we just learned to check out over the break. Alright, so... This song, this is gonna be a little bit easier. I hope you guys can get this. So, the concept of this album is a musician dealing with isolation and loneliness constructs a literal barrier between himself and his audience. The wall. Bam! What? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. What? Yeah. Bam! I know, right? Shit! <laughs> <laughs> really, some hidden meanings <laughs> there. One, two, three.
5: Anybody in there I'm Just not if you can hear i
0: That's that's not true, except in the ways of love. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com.
5: Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot two three five four eight X.